0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Thank you for joining us for another week of Take Two. Another busy week as always. Mara Carabello is here, Greg Hughes. And Mara, we want to thank you because this is your last official week before Jim DeBacchus comes back. Thanks. But we're hoping you come back with us because... We love talking and having great conversations. Certainly, it's
0: been fun. Yeah. I'm so sad. I hope this doesn't ruin your street cred, but it's been so much fun <laughs> not having Jim here. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, I just can't believe it. You know? I know, you but let's not
1: it. get too nice because we want to have some like good discussions yes. here for just a minute. So here we go. Uh, first, we have to recognize this is a weird day. Mother Nature really is not being nice. We have um, homes that burn down overnight in Bountiful. We've got firefighters out there doing a great job. And I know many people like me and others in the state here are watching their families in Florida right now as we have this hurricane that's yep. coming up the coast. So uh, a lot to talk about in the news world and a lot in politics as always. Yep. So um, this shouldn't be political, but I'm going to make it. U of U versus BYU. Uh, I'm sorry, Greg, but your team really sucks. You know what? I, you know,
0: when you're young and you have a team, you know, hope springs eternal. Yeah. You, just, you just always, there's always next year. I'm too old for this, okay? These games have You're been closed before. You're clinging
1: to your Heisman Trophy
0: winner? BYU gifts the University of Utah at least 14 points every time they meet through pick sixes and, mm-hmm. t- you know.
1: And I haven't even asked I Mara where she falls. So probably I not cannot stand it. I cannot
0: stand giving them points. <laughs> it's bad enough they win, but if you gift it to them, Gifted. it makes it harder. All right, they
2: got to together. I know that you was even only playing at half speed,
0: and they were still doing.
2: <laughs> you them. know what? I, so I mean, that must uh, be the, hard. But I, the eighties were just, great, Greg. The you know, eighties were really. Nineties awesome. yeah, were bad either. <laughs> either. I'll just let you I know. Nineties were bad. So my only major comment <laughs> here is that tonight, uh, the best quarterback in the state of Utah is playing. Jordan Love is going to go on the field with Wake Forest. They're out of town, but Utah awesome. State University's quarterback. He's in the Huntsman run for the Heisman. He's not going to get it because they're in a conference, I get all that politics. stuff. And I know that, but I tell you if you want to see good football in the state of Utah, watch Jordan Isn't Love play it cute with Utah when State. She gets excited about those yeah. Teams so, how do you do you know Jordan teams. Love? That's 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 tell us what said, you know. Said the Steelers fan. Are you just a Utah State fan in general? Utah State fan. Jordan Love is terrific. He is awesome. And Utah State's always off the radar, right? And we're never paying attention. So I just say at the end of rivalry week, they're playing Great for football. A contest, wasn't it? That's What's good. This? I yeah. Yeah. You really do need yeah. to I'm go gonna to need, to need t- you t- t- to understand football I better. Actually than like that. T- but t- you're a BYU t- 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 fan, I like and I t- get t- that. I, I like get it. Utah it's State,
0: about like Utah, like You Utah should go State. check them
1: out. I went to a game last year because my daughter's an Aggie now. Yes. And it was awesome. I went to the and game them. and I was like, "This is fun yeah, stuff." Yeah. You know what?
0: Logan's the biggest small town in America. I, it is. It is it's a great, great town. Team. Yeah. I love going up there. Yeah. I, I love the school. I actually do. I I'll be back.
1: Crazy. Parents' weekend again. Kids yeah. love having nice. their parents at school. Go Aggies. That's what I tell myself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the inland port. Uh, there was a little movement this week. There's an agreement for the Salt Lake City mayor and the council. Mara, when you look at this, does this mean anything? Does this mean a step forward, or is it just a little something? So,
2: part of me, I want to unpack this a little bit. Because I think we're conflating. Uh, the land use policy with with, uh, Salt Lake City, a little with the Inland Port. Okay, Both of them are in the same area, that's really important. But if I'm watching, particularly if I'm watching from an environmental protection point of view, I think you really need to separate Salt Lake City from the Port Authority. And uh, two things are going on. And so Salt Lake City has land use planning, they do entitlements, they do jurisdictions. Port Authority actually can't do land use planning. So this week what happened was Salt Lake City had offered an agreement two, three years ago to a developer, a series of developers. Yeah. It's a pretty aggressive agreement. Um, I, I, I'm one of those that wants to see more protection um, and, and, and less given to, it, to developers. And that's what Salt Lake City was grappling with this week. And we keep saying inland port is a generic. So Salt Lake City is still the land use planner for that area. Port Authority... Is the people now in charge of a controversial tax increment that we still have some discussions about? The state came in and took the tax increment, and that's the nature of the lawsuit. But there are three different things. Solid like City is doing, yeah. and, and so this week, yeah, there's a robust conversation to be had. I think there's some accountability to be asked for on the part of the city that offered these developers a pretty good deal here, and people should be concerned and want to watch that. People who also want to talk about what's the Port Authority going to do, how are they going to use the their tax increment to to reflect the values that I have. In my case, I'm watching for the environment. And in between that is the argument that the city and state are having about how much money and some jurisdictional issues. So is the city selling out in part our marshes and our wildlands and our birds and everything that needs to be protected in that area? All I would say is I want the city to be a little tougher on developers that are doing light and, and moderate industrial. I mean, I, I do think that right now, the current agreement in my mind challenge that the council has, it's already penned. So this is a little bit of a post-conversation. I, do, I really want to give the council a pass in saying, I don't know what they could do at this point. Yeah. But I will say the agreement that was penned by the administration a couple of years ago, from my point of view, gives too much to the developer.
1: Can I assume that you're excited about what the city did and we don't care about so birds? Or?
0: No, I've, I'm glad to hear Mara describe that the way she did because I think that it's been lost with the public. that. I keep hearing this discussion that the city opposes an inland port. It is absolutely the case that this development agreement and reimbursement agreement, these were signed documents articulated in terms of what those reimbursements yeah. would look like, what areas would be developed, uh, for the for the purpose of an inland port. Uh, right, It was done be- right before we saw the legislation for the inland port on the state level. But if you fast forward to today, you would think that the city opposes the inland port and is litigating against uh, the effort for an inland port yeah. These these agreements and these reimbursement agreements, which are very, very generous, more so than I think even the Inland Port Board would ever feel comfortable with, these predate the Inland Port itself, which means that your Salt Lake City, council, mayor, city, its government, yep. was not only supportive of an Inland Port, but had come to these development agreements and reimbursement agreements of tax increment to those developers to develop in that area before this legislation in the state had passed. And so... When you hear the state or the city talk about we don't want an inland port, they actually do. And I tried to show these documents to some reporters to say, "Hey, I'm hearing a I'm hearing a narrative that doesn't match the documents that have been signed and the work being done with developers in that area. The city does expect to develop this area. They do want to see a, an inland port over there." look at these agreements, but I don't know, maybe there's just, it's too complicated. So what complicated. created the
1: regret? Because it seems like those agreements and there were things going on, and then when the deal was sealed, as the kids would say 10 years ago, hashtag regret. What made the regret happen where the city <laughs> on, on was the like, city side? yeah, where the city's like, well, we're not fully
0: on board because. So I, I think that, um, like that hearing where they had to give the actual increment and reimburse yeah. back, that's just fulfilling what you agreed to long ago. In between, when you sign those documents to when you have to send the money to the developers, uh, they got caught up in the legislation in terms of not wanting this inland port to, to have this effort. And they got I think they just got carried away in terms of a narrative that is isn't really consistent with what their decisions have been made in the past. I don't think they regret it. I just think it's coming home to roost that they've always, the city has always seen that area as an area to develop, enhance, create as an inland port. And all the state ever said in its legislation is, you know, being a, a, an inland port with U.S. customs and trade is not a city function as much as it could be so helped. So the state made a power a play,
2: and the state needs to be held accountable for that. But you hold the, sanity, the city still is accountable for land use planning. Yeah. The port authority still needs to show us that they're going to use the tax increment in some ways to help our clean air and to help mitigate the, the uh environmental concerns we have. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a lot of entities for us as citizens to look at differently. Don't let them fool you to say, these people are completely responsible, these people. It's both Salt Lake City who's paying attention. Yeah. The council has been good stewards of this issue. They're the ones who stepped up and brokered the agreement with the state. The yes, state did true. a major power play. They they got, I know, I, I know a you'll say there are reasons. Did
0: a necessary- you feel powerful was, when you did it? So, I mean. Look, a US Customs International Inland Port Uh, and we're seeing this, doesn't have to just be west of the airport. This inland port's looking at areas or a system that can be in you in a UN or you in a basin. It can be in Twila. It can be in Ogden. It's so broader than one spoke bit we're yes, talking about. Okay. Yeah. So it could be yeah. larger than one jurisdiction. That's why you don't want a single jurisdiction to take all of that international trade on its shoulders alone. So it, it was a it's a better model. It's one that's going to see I think a more successful system put in place because it's not confined to just one geographic area. Which should make those that are worried about the airshed and the environmental concerns happy that we're finding a way just, you know, to divert and to have some of this commerce or this trade go on other parts of the state. Right. Great idea, but uh, I think that this hearing showed that the city's always been supportive of an inland port uh, <laughs> activity in that area. They showed their showed.
2: cards. They will appreciate it. All them.
1: right, we've yeah. got a lot of people, it sounds like, that have to be held accountable instead of, I think we do talk about the inland port as if it's this big Mono-louder. bubble, yes, yeah. and it's not. There are different pieces. All right. This was interesting this week. Um, The AG's office released some videos. They're online. Schools can use them. Parents can use them for firearm safety. Greg, is this going to help? I think they're hoping to help with accidental shootings, uh, possibly suicides. And they say if guns are going to be in homes, we should educate people. Is this going to help keep kids safe, keep families safe? Absolutely.
0: Look, how can't on one hand say we need more sex education to familiarize everyone with the with the dangers, oh, uh, and we're going to talk about that involved, in a minute, too. I kind of saw that. But I'm <laughs> saying you can't be all in here and then say, we don't need to know anything about these guns. Why would we ever educate anyone on this front? It's the same. You, know, you could say it's in the same vein. Um, unfortunately and tragically, ga- gun violence comes, I even say, my, uh, by a larger percentage because of suicides and things like that, and self-inflicted uh, wounds. So, we absolutely need to make sure that we're, if you have guns in the home, you're storing them in a safe way and you're keeping them away from uh, youth or children or, or those that could, where an accident could occur or someone would look to harm themselves. Information's good. Good information drives good decisions. Why would we ever think that gun safety and, and teaching people good and best practices would be a bad thing? We should do it as much as possible.
1: What about teaching? Either of you can answer, is it good to let your kids know there's a gun in the house, how to use it, how to keep safe? Or does it open the narrative to your child knowing there's a gun there and then when they're depressed or they're not feeling good or their friends
2: are or over, they want to show them? Information's always good. Yeah, Kids can handle it. Age-appropriate information. Information is power. It's how it's presented. It's who it's presented. I don't think anyone should be opposed to telling people and teaching people more about guns. But what I don't want to get lost in the discussion is, one, the reason we have to is our prolific nation and our love of guns, which I do still object to. The mm. other thing is I. I think this is a separate and does nothing for the issue of suicide, mass shootings, and the proliferation of violence in our community. So this is about kids understanding when they see a gun how to use it correctly. This is not significant movement on talking about suicide. It's not significant movement mm -hmm. in talking about shootings and violence. They are categorically different. This is a nice safety measure. This is a nice how to use the weapon. This is a nice when you're walking home from school and you see a gun, don't touch it, call a parent. It's important education, but it does not touch on the subjects that we need to discuss as a nation about proliferation, shootings at schools, massive violence, the fear the that kids are feeling about those issues are very different than understanding how to use a gun, understanding how to stay safe around weapons. These are gun safety, and I, I'm for the gun safety. I just don't want them to be a red herring for saying, oh look, we are really doing, doing this. We're not doing this." So maybe this is season
1: suicide. one and we can come out with a season two and the season three and a season we four of other like steps We do like to take the
2: gun gun slow education. and steady approach. The most preventative things as we. I, talk I
0: haven't about. seen the curriculum, but I would hope one of the things in that curriculum is a safe storage of your firearms and guns, which I would hope would impact uh, suicides, at least teen suicides. I mean, young people's access to guns, uh, we, we can do better. We can make sure that we have them in safe and secure areas where uh, those that we don't intend to use them or have them. Uh, won't, and I think that that should be part of the safety curriculum. So
2: that's a lot of d- adult education, and yeah. I hope that you would also encourage, because this is a student-based education level, yeah. and by definition, they're probably not the gun owner. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I am told that by definition, until you commit a crime, all gun owners are are safe and secure. And I, and I yeah. like that you appreciate that not all of them are responsible gun owners. Well, I, so I just think you can, just can always say, add yeah, information to that. I think there's there's good
0: practices on all fronts in terms of guard, firearm use, but also storage and safety. That I think. Think we need to know more about and we need to be more familiar with. Would
1: you welcome the AG's office here in Utah doing more, further talking about violence and
0: yeah, Absolutely. We, and- we're seeing, I mean, these are these are terrible trends. I know that Utah's worked very hard. Representative Ellison in the House right. has worked very hard on this issue. Utah has a Utah Safe app yeah. where, where right. uh, young people can access that uh, for counseling, for help, to reach out when in need. I know that there's been measurables and good things happening on that front. But this is a different era, to, to your point, Mara, that there's there is a lot going on with our young people and with safety in general. The more we can share good information, best practices, let everyone, youth as well as adults, be aware of some of the risks that are emerging that maybe not didn't exist 10 years ago. We do have to do that. I, I don't want to compel anyone or, or force anything, but we should have this information as available as, as possible.
1: All right, you said, text. one of you did. I so know, I brought it, it up. <laughs> I, it was my analogy.
0: I said it because I knew this was coming. You knew
1: out, it was so. coming. Okay, so this, I'm like, seriously, Utah, pull yourself together. STDs right now are the most common. I disease totally reject in Utah. this stat. You
0: guys come up with stats on the show this that is, I just don't even accept. No, this anymore. is real. And I, think I broke. It, no,
1: I broke more news than the flu. A couple years ago, yes. More than the flu. So, nope. two STDs are topping it. the list for the most common diseases in Salt Lake County. The health department says the current approach <laughs> to sex education is not working. Chlamydia and gonorrhea. Yeah. And I'll tell you where more this than is the coming flu. from.
0: Heidi, more than the flu?
1: More than, more more than the reported, flu. There is a lot how of How many STDs people you know get the flu eight
0: eight in the wintertime? Are you kidding
1: me? 83%. Okay, how many STDs do people show you? 83% <laughs> Come on. of
2: reported I don't buy it. infectious disease in Salt Lake County <laughs> with kids between seven, 15 and 17. 83% of 15 to 17-year-olds reporting Sexually I almost diseases. brought... Uh,
0: 83% of, of what? Which
2: is shocking because uh-huh. none of our All children our kids? are having sex. Wait, wait, wait. What?
0: You're telling me 83% of kids from... Reporting 14...
2: infectious diseases to the county. The ones who are reporting their Okay, so maybe you, know, you just don't crazy. report the flu.
0: I, my point is there is no way... I, people get the flu all the time. You my point tell is, me he our heads that. are in
2: the sand and pretending that if we never I, speak I, I, of sex, I our children will have Every week sex. we have
0: a study that's blowing my okay, mind. I'm drawing I the line on blow this your line line Right here. This is, this is not, I do just, not accept. This is
1: not just teenagers. I will not even entertain
0: the premise of this topic.
1: So I turned into the <laughs> sex reporter here about five years ago. Luckily, kids, it was a, okay? a short stint. I But there was a problem here, and I noticed the health department sending out some STD numbers, and I was like, what is going on? So I started doing some homework and Tinder. That was the link. So we have all these grownups that used to be 7th and 8th graders in their classes with sex ed and somehow they've lived monogamous um, Utah family-based lifestyle lives and then somehow they realize that Tinder's out there and they could get a hookup with their neighbor down the street and their wife doesn't know or they've split up but they never learned about condoms so they don't use them and they're spreading gonorrhea and chlamydia. It's a problem, Greg happening in Draper. you're
2: shocked by all of this and i think your representation of shock <laughs> is why 83 percent of our children I, I, have an std I, when I, they report there's it there's
0: a saying when you're in a hole quit digging i'm not going to say any more, <laughs> other than i don't i still if you used any other example but the flu is very common
1: I know. People now we're gonna have, now, have that to over oh, that show
2: you how common it There's is no way the data no way. that is generated from the county can't. health department. No dog in the fight county health department is telling us you may want to talk to your kids in like a systemic way about so bad you think we have just, We just we just coalesced around how much we should understand our children should understand how to use yeah. a weapon maybe we should coalesce <laughs> that they should understand how to use their bodies Greg I'm I on don't know of, it's a thing I
0: need to get you more education <laughs> okay, so, that this isn't the flu we're <laughs> so talking about let's talk about, about education cuz
1: <laughs> I just signed my 8th grader's papers for listed off each of the fun things he's going to learn and I signed away and I wanted to add on could you please talk about this and this and this but we're still teaching abstinence based education, which is great teaching kids to abstain from sex, but many of them are going to choose to have sex. So, do we need to change the way we're educating kids at school? Because some of them, many of them, are going to choose to have sex and teach them how to put a wrapper on it, how to stay safe, so how to not make babies, how to not spread chlamydia so I was in around. Grade, I don't know. Ninth
0: grade.
2: This is going to be a I good story. Good story. It was
0: very, it was very, um, it felt more like biology. They waited till ninth else. grade. Sex and is a
2: lot like biology. I find that there's a relationship yeah, there between is. It's biology. It's an amazing,
0: it's amazing correlation. <laughs> but I never found anything salacious about the curriculum, even as a, a ninth grader that would try to you know, right. make fun of everything. Um, and they did even talk about contraception. You know what the big takeaway for me in ninth grade was? And I, maybe that is later in the curriculum. Was that condoms had a uh, like a twenty-three or twenty-four percent failure rate? And I thought, if I got in a plane and it was like a one-in-four chance it was going down, why would I be talking about that as some like? I think the failure rate with condoms
1: is not putting them on, isn't it? Do they really rip open that them? My point
0: was there was a lot of stats, there was a lot of data, there was a lot of diagrams of how a baby's made, but I never saw anything about this is how you have fun. This is what you do when you want to be recreational. This is what you do here. This is what it was never done in a tone or in a vein of how to, you know, how to enjoy yourself. It was very clinical and very factual, factual and very, um, you know, it, there was just a lot of data. It just, so shouldn't it wasn't we offer salacious. that to so our yeah. students? Shouldn't so have we have offer no problem that to with our that. Kids? If it's done like that, I mean, it's just, again, it's just, it's anatomy, it's, it's information. It is anatomy. It's so, but
1: the problem is, is I remember even, distinctly in seventh grade, I had this paper this size and it had a penis and you had to label all the parts of it and then there was, I don't remember the girl getting to label it, but I remember labeling all the penis parts. But then after this that, it's like, what do you do with this information? It's not so. You know, it's so night, should we? Are we ready Sunday here in Utah to finally, after we see all these STDs, say we need to teach 83% more than 83 of
2: our 15 to 17 year olds who have a communicable disease are I use mean, another fake news I, I will, stat I, I, you're We're absolutely up, ready, percent. and and we're we're. i I think it's allergies, not this. Our disconnect from where our kids are and what they're doing. Also, we've long had this hard time, here's what I feel about morals and values with my children. I believe a couple things about them. They're mine to direct. I also believe that if my kids can't exercise those without any any opposition to it I haven't done a really good job if if the notion is I'll underinform them and they will only exercise their values as long as they're only with people who have their same values mm-hmm. then they're actually not instilled I'm not saying you're no, saying no, anything in the yeah, post yeah, but not, absolutely we <laughs> have to have to start educating and preparing our kids factually mm-hmm. um, biologically and then when it comes to fun or how we feel about sex Bring that back home. Have that discussion oh, with the Sunday dinner. What, what I'm saying yeah, is that is I don't, my thing. recollection <laughs> when Hughes I was household. a student
0: was that there were no morals, uh, you know, advancing or advocating for or telling you no. Know so about why have the Republicans in of the, the state legislature inserted the morality information. into this? It was just information. And it was Former Speaker of the House, they, why? They told, when they told you about contraception, they didn't tell you that it's good or bad or whether it's fun to use or not to use or you shouldn't use. They just say, here here's your Here are your odds. Here's how it actually works by way of right. preventing pregnancy. Here's what it does to prevent STDs versus pregnancy. And they're not always the same. I mean, they were just there's information that they would provide in the in, without any editorial tone about whether it was good or bad it was just information
2: so why have we been so slow so I, don't why is get the it? I don't know that's fine so i slow. got
0: no problem with that that's fine but i just think you know when we when we debated this in the legislature it really wasn't a debate about Micromanaging the curriculum on the legislative level, it was let's just let the districts and the school boards decide what they want to do, and we left it to them.
2: Greg Hughes, we just got done talking about it's fine to tell the school districts to talk about guns, and now you're like, I don't want to be a
0: micromanager. I pick a lane, lane. I know. I'm I'm not saying I oppose our younger. younger. Look, you asked if the AG could do it, (laughs) AG can do it. If school boards are ready to do it, they can do it. I'm not, I'm not, what I'm saying is. Because the legislature didn't have a hand in what was going to be taught, right. I would argue that the legislature is not going to create the gun safety leg- uh, curriculum either. Charming but what answer. I'm saying is that those that can should, and we should, and as a lawmaker, I didn't have, I was not opposed to sex education. I, I don't think that you should be advocating how you, to apply the but information. But we should be. I, I just don't think you should.
1: Education is important. So what we've come down to right now <laughs> is we're still not teaching kids about sex in schools. So. I'm Parents, sure. I don't know. I mean, maybe in the locker room, like the kids um, are
0: talking about it. are happened.
2: not. There's sex ed teaching. classes. No, Greg, read the statute as the statute. mandated. By our friends They're supposed to the teach you not to do it. They're supposed to talk to you about abstinence. They're not supposed to talk to you. Here's something: my daughter goes to a Catholic school, and she is being more exposed to sex education than than my child who has gone to public schools. That says something. When I, the look, Catholics are more progressive. If they with say, they say about that abstinence that.
0: has a hundred percent success rate, I mean you can throw that out there. It's a true stat. I mean, but you could put it in the stats with the other.
2: I know you things. don't mean to be that uneducated <laughs> about it.
0: I'm we saying have, abstinence we can have be a path. to build Be that cynical. We can't can't even bring it up. You can. And if you you guys need help, we have
1: some cool encyclopedias at my house (laughs) that have really nice pictures in them. And they go everything from like an eyeball to a whale to how babies are made. And my son, years ago, uh, was bringing this book around the library. I'm not the library, the neighborhood to people's houses, after we saw that, we were like, maybe we should let other families talk about it. But if you need that book, we have it at my house.
0: There's really cool pictures. Great explanations. Awesome. Yes, yeah,
1: so the book is at my house. i ready to go. Oh, there's the internet.
0: Are we on the next topic yeah, yet? Yeah, we're going to let like you have
1: one. a topic that you're excited about. Oh, how James how Comey. <laughs> yes. So he's had an interesting uh, liar, week. liar,
0: pants on fire. I saw
1: him on Twitter yesterday asking the media to apologize to him. He's like, I won't demand that you apologize to me, but I ask that you do because you Only were wrong. in
0: America can you be the uh, head chief law enforcement official of the United States of America, the FBI director. Okay. Have 72 pages from, is uh, it Michael Horowitz, who is an Obama appointee in the office of Inspector General. Spend 72 pages talking about how you fundamentally lied and misled people and misrepresented uh, discussions and decisions in front of Congress. Say that you're not going to go to jail for it and have someone declare victory. I I think it's a very sad day, and I'm going to take it even further than just this situation and this chaos with this President President Trump and Russia and all the things that I think if you read that Inspector General report, if you look at what's inside those pages of that report, there is so much unilateral decision and gamesmanship that's going on with this FBI director that I think the ripple effect we're still suffering through as a country. But let's go before that. There was a time when the Attorney General of the United States, uh, had a meeting with pre- former President uh, Bill Clinton, and that meeting that was caught on an Arizona news film camera uh, cr- made it so that she could not make decisions in the Hillary Clinton email issue. That was meant the she tarmac had to recuse, meeting, yes, the tarmac okay. meeting. I go back there because I want everyone <clears throat> to drop their partisan preference of presidents, whether it's Democrat or Republican. I just want to, I want to go back to the during the Obama administration. The when none General, of us were part of She had to recuse herself, okay, from yeah. that investigation with former Secretary of State Hillary right. Clinton because of this interaction. Correct. It had at least the appearance of a conflict. Mm-hmm. So that gave James Comey more discretion as the FBI director than he would typically have. Usually the, the, the Justice Department decides whether to proceed or not in yeah. a case. Not only did he... Get to have make that decision himself as the FBI director, which isn't common. But then, right before the eve of the election in November, told Congress and told America he was going to go ahead and reopen that case against Hillary Clinton right. with the email investigation, and those unsecured emails. There are many on the, Dem- the Democrat side that would say that that uh, harmed Hillary Clinton's chances of becoming president. He unilaterally decided to do that. There was a lot of commentary that he didn't run that by channels in the Justice Department, that he was cavalier in what he had done, and that there was great impact, negative impact to those decisions. If you look at this Inspector General report in terms of the way he spoke to the President Trump when he was President-elect, all that he did, it mirrors the very behavior when he served under President Obama. And the takeaway here is this guy did not, he did not follow the rules. He was cavalier in his decisions. Whatever he thought was the case, he justified to the point where he didn't follow protocol or procedure, and it's wrong. And it's wrong and it's dangerous for this country. And I think so much of what we're going through in terms of deep state and conspiracies and everything, you can boil it down to this FBI director fundamentally misrepresenting information to Congress, holding documents he was supposed to give back, and it, it just goes on and on. He has not been a good player in any administration and he has created damage to this country I think that report everyone wants to celebrate he's not going to jail I think that's a very very low bar for the director of the FBI I feel like that's the same bar we're
1: holding the president to sometimes no I don't (laughs) actually
0: I think one of the things they asked they were bar made a face I know but look one of the things is did he fire James Comey and was that obstruction of justice that was one of the things that he's been taking a lot of criticism for now that you read this report this man deserved to be fired for, for a while, not just under uh, President so, Trump. So
2: I haven't interrupted you because I. I, I, I you were letting him vent, It is a, a, a truth, truth bomb. bomb. We should hold people in high offices who directly lie to us accountable, yeah. and they should not be reelected. They should not be reappointed. Oh, they really. should not be considered to be trustworthy to the people. I think you're absolutely right about. Uh. Looking at best practices, yeah. I think you're absolutely right about unilateral decision-making. I think you're absolutely right about not sta- following standard protocols. I think you're absolutely right about not following change of command. Like, for example, I don't know, I'm thinking maybe if your your uh, national security advisors give you advice, maybe... Maybe you th- consider their thoughtfulness in that. I think those criteria we should agree to hold all of our elected and appointed officials responsible My
0: to. My retort, I know, I I like know your implication here. I, I would I tell like you that, that. The, the criticisms or the inferences you're making are within the job of being present that you might not agree with, but I don't believe he has lied. I don't believe he is. I believe what Don't he is.
2: Don't tell me that Donald Trump has not lied. He even knows he's lying. This lied. is the largest investigation what we like to do. I'm not talking place. about Russia. I'm and talking about Wednesday no merit morning's to these things. Donald Trump. There's I'm not no even merit bringing Melania into it. I'm just saying Donald Trump lies.
0: No, I, all I it's the time. not the same. It, look, James Comey's associates, those that were around him, were shocked Agreed. to find out that he lied I'm, to I'm them. I'm not they defending came Comey. When he was leaving, you're supposed to turn over everything. Amen. He yeah. said he did. He Amen. was hiding things. He Amen. was lying I to the very people I he I absolutely
2: with. am a believer that he messed up Hillary Clinton's campaign. That was a game changer ten days out for her. Absolutely, he was beyond scope. I'm just saying, as you I always tell you me, can to you can't president. have different rationales. You can disagree Your with, with the done, but mantra is you not can't have Comey different level. rationales, my friends. He's
0: not acted the way Comey well, I'm has. I'm going to
1: miss you two together. <laughs> <laughs> He
0: went. He said, I'm, I, "Maybe I'm, getting too, maybe I'm yeah. getting too granular we on this hate one."
2: Comey with but you. there is
0: a scene I watched last night where they asked him. They said, "When you went to Trump Tower when there was a transition and President Trump hey. was president-elect, you went to the president and said, there's a there's a story that's yeah. probably going to come out in the media, and it's unverified, and we don't believe it's the case, uh, and there, it's about your allegations of your conduct in yeah. Moscow.'" Right. He said, we're not investigating you. That's not going to be an issue. It turns out in this report that he was in fact, that was a meeting he had to see right. what the president's reaction would be. He left Trump Tower and had a, a had a meeting with this crossfire hurricane investigation about Donald Trump to talk about what his reaction was to the information he was, he was sharing with him, which meant he was in a full-fledged investigation right. of this yeah. man, which he was yeah. misrepresenting yeah. and misrepresented to Congress. But what was even scarier is when he testified in Congress, he said, I had that private conversation because I didn't want the president to feel that it was like a gotcha moment or I would leverage it. Every word that he said was untrue in a very duplicitous way. I agree. And when you read and
2: that. After William Barr that has his you? family reunion at a Trump hotel, we should just drain the swamp. And hey, look, throw but him all you know up. what? You can't you know say wrap that, that William Barr yeah. is, Get all is in the
0: pocket of, of <laughs> President Trump when he's not pursuing crime. I mean, I think. Comey's the guy that went after Martha Stewart. Yeah, he put her. In, he, tra- he put her in jail. Because she served in the in the hole with a Martha. Jail, but he went after her because she yeah. wasn't truthful. To a man that we just read seventy-two pages from an inspector general saying he wasn't untruth. He was untruthful all the time to his colleagues, to the people he worked with, to the president of the United States. It's, a very, it's a very disturbing report. It's a very disturbing. No more report. writing
1: books, Mr. Comey. No, no more showing up on the late night away. shows. Enough
0: carnage already. Clean no up way. everybody.
1: Seriously, we need like a big bar of soap in Washington. Ugh. Clean it up. All right. We had so many other topics, but we've talked about so much um, Comey and know. sex today that we ran out of time. But uh, Trump's using FEMA funds for ICE courts and immigration jails. We'll have to get to that later. And the 2020 race is getting smaller. Rant about that. You do. Okay, we are like We're trillion I'm giving you debt. each
0: Now we got all these Okay, Democrat I'm giving you each 60 seconds cuz I love
2: this. Trump created a crisis at the border based on racism no. and and in, you have and, more people trying to get over up declaring that asylum vans. than ever before. He's created a problem. I no. don't tell me Obama also switched funds because it was totally different. So no, don't even go down no. that road. I'm telling you, you create have people trying to abuse crisis. Crisis. the asylum. Now law. we are headed into the season of natural, dis- natural disasters. We have ICE agents that are not rounding up highest and worst criminals, but in fact arresting people because they're Th- those they're resources brown. are on the
0: border because they're being flooded by these right. asylum because uh, people declaring Trump has asylum, created a problem by his we racism. Can't, we can't detain them in this inhumane. Way we're putting resources to do this the best way we we're can. We're not going after criminals. We're going after that.
2: families. We need no, a nuclear not. weapon we're, we're to end these hurricane the
0: asylum cases. But we're not saying go back and come back someday for well, your. Well, then why case, don't you do it on time and up.
2: on budget and stop taking? Congress needs to allocate money for that effort, money. so he doesn't
0: have to. And yeah, a it is, it's hard to take from fund systemic to to
2: racism. It, it
1: requires
0: oh, resources. Ooh, I wish we had just <laughs> another 30 <laughs> minutes for this. He's, he's adjudicating these asylum cases. That's what you want. That's what everybody was complaining that the way he was trying to do that wasn't working. It was inhumane. Put more resources to do it the right way. And that's
2: what ICE does is adjudicating asylum claims. Am I confused about what some ICE does? Some of the money is going to ICE. And and of some that the
0: is going to, to the courts. 155 of the 200 million went is, to the courts. question for ICE is to make sure that it's And I'm for
2: the courts, I'm for actually funding. Thank you. You're I great am. And holy.
0: Well, the you good news so right now
2: is the latest
1: uh, European model has a Hurricane. I almost said Hurricane because we live in Utah. That drives mm. me nuts. Dorian maybe getting away from Florida, so maybe he'll have the cash to use if we don't get any more. Oh, FEMA director said yeah. they have
0: the they have the resources necessary to handle this, which was a big question. They do because right. they're
2: responsible.
0: Yes.
1: Responsibility is
2: good.
0: It's a good administration. Thank
1: you, Mara, for hanging out with us. Greg, thank you so much. I feel like we could just hang out for hours and squabble with each other. I like this conversation. Thanks so much for listening. Tell your friends to listen, subscribe, and Mara will be back because Jim (laughs) is going to need some breaks. Yes,
0: he will. Happy Labor Day weekend. Absolutely.